listening to the Cars of Carlisle podcast, episode 46, local Mopar fan, Mike Both. Cars of Carlisle is your favorite internationally downloaded podcast about all things automotive. Darren and his CFC team are ever searching for interesting automotive happenings, real stories about real car people, and fun features to inform and entertain you. Each week, the Cars of Carlisle crew brings you show topics ranging from car shows to team adventures to auto racing weekends to behind-the-scenes human interest stories from car nuts that live across town, across the country, or even across the globe. Come join the road trip. Today, you will meet with local car guy Mike Both from Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania. Yes, there is a town near Carlisle that was originally named for many of its residents being car mechanics. Truth, check it out. Anyhow, back to this week's episode. Do you remember riding in the back of a convertible, cruising with your parents or friends? Well, within this episode, you'll learn how Mike has made great memories with his kids as they cruise with Dad in the family's 1966 Dodge Polara 500 convertible. And you'll learn about his former 383 cubic inch Barracuda, and even a workhorse VW Rabbit Diesel that was his first ride. The Polara is idling. Want to go for a ride with the top down? All right then, let's get revved up. Hello and welcome back, Cubers, to your favorite informative automotive podcast. I'm your host, Darren. Wanted to say thank you for joining us again this week. So glad to have you with us. Today, we are going to talk with a friend of mine, Mike Both. In fact, he's a new friend, found uh, that he is a a car fan. And uh, with that, we started to talk about having gone to Carlisle events as, uh, as kids and the whole nine yards. So I spent uh, a Saturday morning hanging out with him in his kitchen. We were talking about all things cars and then went out to the garage to check out his uh, 1966 Dodge Polara 500 convertible. And with that, we went back through and started talking about his first car, an 81 Volkswagen Rabbit diesel. And then and he had a 1967 Formula S Barracuda, a 383 with a four-speed. So just a lot of fun talking with him about... Uh, his love and interest of, uh, of cars. All right, for this week's trivia question, it actually has to do with uh, one of the cars that Mike both owned back in the day. This is going to be a multiple choice question. The 1967 Plymouth Barracuda Fastback Formula S, equipped with a 383 cubic inch four-speed manual, putting out approximately 280 horsepower. What was the quarter mile time in this car? Was it A... 15 seconds, B, 14.7, C, 14.1, or D, 15.3. So uh, let's go to Mike Bo's house in nearby Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania. Hello, Cubers. This is Darren, and I'm actually in the kitchen of Mike Both. He's a friend of mine in Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania, and and it's a Saturday morning. It's a very snowy day here in the Carlisle area. And uh, Mike graciously has let me uh, come in, have a cup of coffee, and uh, talk about cars and all the things that we love about muscle cars and what have you. So, Mike, thank you so much. You're welcome. Well, getting started, certainly love to have people understand a little bit about, we were talking just a few minutes ago about we're just average guys that love cars and and particularly the muscle era and what have you. We were joking about uh, your first car. Do you want to start with that? 
Yeah, well, the first car that I drove drove legally or uh, well, <laughs> with a driver's license. Practice or, <laughs> or however you want to. There's no, well, uh, no yeah, judgment there, here. Let's not talk about the practicing. Okay. Um, <laughs> All right, we'll go with the uh, the first with the license. Um, my dad actually had a uh, 1981 Volkswagen Rabbit diesel. Oh, my. So we're talking, let's see, it would have been about nine years old by the time it's I was pretty much able a bulletproof to drive engine, though, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, until your brother drives over a curb and knocks the oil pan off of it and mm, that, that does... keeps on going without any oil <laughs> in it. That is a necessary lubricant. Yeah, needless to say, uh, it, it did require a new engine after that, but then it was kept on, it stayed in the family until I think it had well over 300,000 miles oh, on it when we got rid of it. But I do remember it was a standard shift. Um, it had... The one mirror on the on the on the driver's side, it didn't have a passenger side mirror, so <laughs> um, you know it was bare bones, no air conditioning. Mm-hmm. And by the time I made it to college, we're talking ninety two, ninety three. Um, I got to take it to college with me eventually, and <laughs> I remember every winter in Slippery Rock, not being able to drive it for probably about four or five, six weeks until it would warm up enough because the glow plugs were shot. And if you didn't have it plugged in, and even sometimes when you did have it plugged in, (laughs) it wouldn't get warm enough to actually start. So you had to wait for the, for the spring thaw to be able to actually drive the car then. (laughs) Kept you uh, pretty much. Yeah. Kept you grounded. Slippery Rock had its own, uh, had fun things to do. You didn't really need to drive, but it was cool having a car there. It was hibernating. Yeah. (laughs) Well, what about, uh, what came after that and how did you get into that? Because I know you, we tried a minute ago about the CUDA that's on your fridge, a picture of that. Let's, let's get into kind of how that car passion started to ignite. Yeah, I think uh, I had some friends that were really into cars and their dads were into cars. My dad, you know, he he knew a lot about cars. He could fix them. He was a Volkswagen mechanic at one point, mm-hmm. sold Volkswagens, then went to work in a mill. Um but for him, cars were A to B. Gets you from A to B. Mm. Doesn't matter, you know. Mm-hmm. He wasn't a big car guy by any means. Mm-hmm. Um, so these friends of mine that I had in high school, I know they were into cars. Got to meet some other friends through them. And, you know, it was like, man, it would be really cool to get a muscle car. So I was able to find one. And I one of the friends was really good at working on cars. So, mm-hmm. you know, built street rods and you know did all kinds of stuff and he was the type of guy and he still is the type of guy he'll help you out working on it so nice. you know bring it over there i have to buy all the material and stuff but he guided me through the process mm-hmm. and he really knew what he was doing mm-hmm. so um came across the 1967 uh formula s barracuda it's an a body with a with a big block 383 from the factory mm. it also had um factory disc front disc brakes wow. and a four speed so a bit of a rare car yeah it, i think i think i did a little research i want to say it was like round one of 1900 of all the barracudas and then when you parsed it down by either the notchbacks or the fastbacks this mm-hmm. was a fastback okay. i think there was like nine nine hundred of each you oh know my. so yeah you know it it had been i still believe it i know it like looking at all the markings, I know the engine wasn't original by the time it got to me. Mm-hmm. Um, transmission may or may not have been original. I don't think I checked that far into that, but um, somebody had tried to turn it into a drag car, so they cut the inner fenders out of okay. it and had fender well headers. And <laughs> but 
you know, a lot of work and probably more money than I should have spent on it. And, you know, I have been there. I've had, I had a really nice, you know, drive to a show and it was a good time. So, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. but, uh, then, then came college and and the debt with that. And it was like, Hey, do you want to keep on going to college or do you want to have a muscle car? So I had to make a decision and, you know, I regret it every day to a certain degree because, Mm -hmm. you know, it was a really cool car, but you know, life choices and where I'm at now in life, you know, and I think a lot of people that listen can relate to that. It's, you've had to let go of something that you really loved, but pragmatically it wasn't, it wasn't practical at the time at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I remember I had some really good times with that. Just going to swap meets, finding parts for it, Mm -hmm. you know, finding these obscure parts in junkyards. You could still go to a junkyard and find, I remember one time I was looking for window regulators for the back part and, came across a, a mod top uh 69 mod top barracuda in a junkyard and it was just completely roached but i don't mm. know if you know what a mod top is i do not personally know it's basically a hippie barracuda it had like a flower pattern um vinyl roof flower pattern um seats on the inside oh wow I think it was a slant six car so it wasn't really sure gonna get up and get out of its way really but, sure yeah um it it was just really cool. It's like that, it's like an archaeology uh-huh. expedition going uh-huh. into some of those junkyards, and I don't, I don't know that we have too many of those nowadays. Yeah. Um, it's it was a lot of fun for me that mm-hmm. like, oh wow, I wonder, you know, right, right, you're unearthing this thing. So then, what uh, as life began to uh, demand uh, practical decisions and things, where was it that you were able to come back around to keep that passion going? I'd say, you know, I. I was always had a passion for it, you know, would admire really nice cars mm-hmm. and, and, and go to some car shows. But, um, it was just by happen chance that, uh, I, I, uh, was driving when I lived up in Perry County, I was driving home from little Buffalo, me and the kids in the car. And I was like, Oh, there's an old Dodge sitting there alongside the road. Somebody had a for sale sign in it. So went out there and took a look at it and wrote down the number. I was like, Holy cow! It's a convertible. Mm. It's like okay, well let's uh, let's give this guy a call, see what he wants for it. So mm-hmm. it was an older gentleman. He had uh, him and his son had bought two cars actually from a, an estate sale down towards York, and it was this car which was a 1966 Dodge Polara convertible, and the other one was, I believe, a '67 Barracuda uh, Commando. Okay. Or 68. I'm not sure exactly, but I knew it was that basic A-body um, Barracuda. But uh, the son really wanted the other, really wanted the other, um, the Barracuda. And so they bought them as a lot, I guess. I don't know. Okay. But then the father sold sold the, he was an elderly gentleman, but uh, he sold the, the Polar, put it out for sale. And we agreed on a price and it needed some work. And. You know, but it was a driver. You could jump in it and drive it, and the brakes were safe, and the kids have fun in it. Yeah, that's that was a big part. You know, yeah. driving around, going, taking the kids to get some ice cream, or just cruising around with the top down. Mm-hmm. It was it, memories. It still is. It's a lot of fun for me. You know, um, it's really good at putting them to sleep if they're in the back seat because <laughs> that wind and right. noise and it's buffets and right. yeah, then out. <laughs> Two drooling kids in the back. Yeah. So. Now, did they, uh, 
ever asked to go out for a ride in the convertible? Do they? It's a part of their their childhood and memories that they're building. I think with you? so. Um, every now and then they'll say, "Hey, can we take the convertible?" And uh, you know, if the weather's mm-hmm. good, then obviously yes. But if it's sure, gonna be today wouldn't iffy be a good weather. Day. No, at all. <laughs> it's been parked since since I think October. So I haven't I haven't done much with it since October. It's just kind of been sitting in the garage waiting for the spring thaw and well we're going to go out to the garage after this and and take some photos so cubers check out uh, instagram we'll have uh, photos of mike's uh, dodge out there but go ahead I'm absolutely sorry. yeah now so you know it's been a process you know it needed some work when i got it so it was kind of like a team project i get them to come out and help me a little bit with either cutting patterns for making uh you know floor panels um Mm-hmm. patches or, mm-hmm. or something like that you know or here hold this while I'm underneath here trying mm-hmm. to tighten this bolt mm-hmm. I pulled the engine out of it uh rebuilt the engine with with a friend actually the friend that helped me with my Barracuda I got okay. a U-Haul trailer and threw, pulled the motor out here and put it in a U-Haul trailer drove it out to the western Pennsylvania and you know had all the parts with me and we rebuilt it after you know had the machine work done out here and okay took it out there and he it's been doing it forever, so that's you know, awesome. Yeah. Now, had you, with your dad being a Volkswagen mechanic, had you had the opportunity to be around and do some wrenching throughout your childhood? Yeah, basically because I don't remember ever a car or piece of equipment or household appliance going to a shop for a repair. Okay. Um, my dad may not have like a, a diploma to hang on a wall. He came from very meager means. Um, mm-hmm. Immigrated from Romania, okay, uh, nineteen sixty one. Um, basically, had an eighth grade education, and he's one of the smartest people I've ever met. Um, just with being able to fabricate things, with welding, with he did some blacksmithing at at the mill that not for like horseshoes, but mm-hmm. you know he worked at an aggregate plant where they crushed limestone. So mm-hmm. they have these immense crushers and he would sit there and and build the bearings for it and build the gears for it out of you know true engineering mind yeah so you know being able to have cars that needed work done there was no way that it was going to a mechanic you know sometimes there was a rare occasion where something like an engine was getting replaced and Mm -hmm. he'd call one of his old buddies from volkswagen Mm -hmm. who would come over and help him (laughs) but beyond that there he was doing all my uncle's brake jobs oil and to a certain i think that just stopped about within the last two or three years he's 80 years old now okay but he's still trying to climb trees and run chainsaws (laughs) and doing all kinds of I like crazy his moxie. stuff. Yeah, until he falls out of a tree and breaks half his ribs, which well, yeah. did happen one time. Oh, but, <laughs> but yeah, he's he's I think that's what keeps him going and and definitely he handed down the the desire to to be able to do things for yourself and fix things on your mm-hmm. own and mm-hmm. you know, I think that's something that's real important and I want to pass that down to my children, you know. Awesome. And help neighbors too, you know. That's that right. was that was a big thing, so. That's right. Is there anything that uh, you remember from, again, going up through your, your childhood and your and your high school days, what have you, um, as far as that, that family car or a neighbor got a new car that we, because I, I don't know about you, but we were always drawn like, hey, did you hear that the Millers just got a new, and you, and yeah. you get on your bike or skateboard, you're like, down the street, you're like, I got to see it, I got to see it. Yeah, um, I don't really remember that. I, you know. The cars were in in my family circle and and extended um, with my neighbors. 
it was more an extended family through my dad's side that, you know, they were so practical. Okay. You know, yeah. it was a Datsun 210 or, mm-hmm. you know. And you said it, about your dad being A to B. It was yeah, a form of transportation. It, it was, you know, a 78 Dodge pickup with a mm-hmm. three on the tree. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't anything sporty. I've never seen anything with two doors in his driveway. Okay. Um, <laughs> he assures me that he did have a Mercedes, a 67 Mercedes or 68 Mercedes that he brought over. Um, wow. He went on a trip back to Romania to visit some family and had family in Germany and he had that's one more than Porter. a curion I guess yeah yeah which <laughs> I'm like I don't know like he didn't have tons of extra money you know yeah. but he was always super frugal so apparently mm-hmm. somehow he got mm-hmm. to where it was a good deal to bring this car over and had told me about all the he had to have the headlights changed and the windshield changed when it got okay to pass our sure. our safety um stuff so but uh, yeah, like it was. We had a for the longest time. It was a like a seventy three or seventy four Dodge Cornet four door. It was like mm. a pea green, <laughs> baby puke green. I don't know right, what you want right. to call it. <laughs> Slant six, nothing fancy about it. Funny, he just gave me he gave me a bunch of stuff that he dug out of his garage. It was it was a backup um backup uh uh distributor cap and 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 points and stuff like that he goes here you might need this for your car okay and you know it's like a rotor and stuff like that you know <laughs> uh, but it was funny i remember helps. that car you know and me and my brother playing dukes of hazard in that car we'd lock the doors <laughs> roll the windows down and try to climb in and out the, the front windows so i mean it was really <laughs> we've all been there but in my mind it was general lee was of like, course Dad, yeah of course yeah I get it. Let's go slide across this hood. <laughs> Dad's going to kick our ass. <laughs> My riveted jeans are really going to help. Yeah. <laughs> Gum in the in the ashtrays in the back. It, that's the funny thing that reminds me now is like with this car, my kids are flipping open their, you know, the ashtrays in the back seat. My car's probably got seven ashtrays in it. Yeah. One for every person that could ever dream of sitting in this car. Mm-hmm. but. They're like, what are these things? I was like, well, as a kid, that's where you put your gum and get your parents to yell at you. <laughs> but it's actually an ashtray. People used to smoke all the time. It was pretty commonplace. Yeah. You wouldn't go too many places where somebody wasn't smoking. Right. And, you know. Right. And they're like, their mind was blown. Mm-hmm. It was like when I showed them the first rotary phone and they're trying to figure out how to make right. a dial. It was right. cracking me up. Or the fact that. You know, you were smoking sessions on planes. But oh yeah, it would drift around not to the point that ago. everybody, you know, yeah. was going to enjoy that nicotine whether they wanted it or not. So. I was just reading an article. I guess that just went away in like '88 or '89, where the, they got rid of smoking on airplanes, yeah. and I, I definitely remember that. Mm-hmm. It is funny how um, things that we take for granted are not are not so. Yeah, I wasn't sure if my kids would know how to roll down the window. Mm-hmm. As crazy as a that hand crank sounds, is unusual. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. like. They're like, well, why is there two of them? I said, well, these are vent windows. And right. There's no air conditioning in this car. I was like, watch. I was like, crank that in. So she cranks it in and it's pointing the air. Yeah. It's grabbing all the air from the outside. And she it really like, works. Wow, that really works. So I was does. like, yeah. yeah Up until sense. a certain point. And then <laughs> it's right. just really hot out here. Right. It doesn't matter what it you're It dries doing. your sweat a little yeah. faster. <laughs> <laughs> what other uh, memories or anything else about your cars? I know you have a bit of a, a, a Mopar thread to your, your yeah. history. Yeah. But- first muscle car though that i really i saw a picture of it and i was like wow that is a really cool car was was the the 65 mustang okay 
And I was like, and there was a kid in my high school that his his parents had got him one. You know, mm-hmm. he was probably about four or five years older than me. But I remember him driving that around and going, wow, that is a mm-hmm. cool car. And then mm-hmm. got to meet the friends that were in the cars. Well, the guy that did all the work on the cars, um, he uh, he was a Mopar guy. He had a 69 uh, notchback Cuda with a 344 speed. Okay. So, you know, I was like, okay, I really like these. Mm. And it was something like, it was one of those ones where it's like, not a whole lot of people have Mopars. No. You know, it kind of stands out, which is a double-edged sword, because when you go to buy an engine rebuild kit for yes. anything anything Mopar, it's probably twice the price. It's as, not like a 65 five, Mustang or a 67 Camaro. Or, yeah, 350 Chevy engine kit. Yeah. It's re- relatively Crate reasonable. Motor, yeah. 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 But, um... So, you know, getting into that, got that, that first 67 Barracuda, got that rebuilt. Remember going to the first car show, went up to Albion, Pennsylvania, took my dad up and mm-hmm. trying to think 92, he would have probably been about, he would have been in his, you know, late fifties, early sixties at mm-hmm. the time. Um, maybe mid sixties. Anyhow, um, he wasn't a car guy, so he didn't understand the etiquette around <laughs> cars. And it was, I was mortified when he was walking by a car, just kind of tapping down the ferry. Yep, yeah, that's a nice paint job. I was like, Dad, don't touch it. Fingerprints, no, fingerprints. No. It's like, Dad, you don't understand. I'm not like this, but there's some people that are going to lose their freaking mind. Yeah, yeah. Please don't even see, breathe on this. Yeah, they, uh, like, mm-hmm. there are cars that I guess are that valuable, mm-hmm. but. My th- thought process is that's fine. That's your car. You can sure. do what you want. It's consideration. Yeah, and I'll I'll definitely give that consideration. I would never want one of those cars. Right. To where I felt like I couldn't, you know, I want to be able to drive it around. Right. What's the point in having that car to park it in a garage? Mm-hmm. You know, I mm-hmm. want to be able to go yeah. enjoy it and, you know, go on a back road. And if a stone flies up and hits you, it is what it is, you know. It's not going to make you happy if you mm-hmm. get into a fender bender, but at the same time, mm-hmm. I don't want to be at a point where there's absolutely no way I can right. replace it. Nor do so. you want to keep it in a hermetically sealed capsule and, and a- simply yeah, look at absolutely it. Not. Absolutely not. Somebody once not. said to me, that's, again, each to each his own, and there's no judgment whatsoever, but for me, and, and my dad was the same way, um, if you don't enjoy it, you're saving it, you're keeping it perfect for the next person. Yeah. As opposed to gleaning and, and enjoying what's there to be offered. Right. So, yeah. Right. Yeah, that's that's where I'm at. I want if I'm gonna have something, I'm gonna enjoy it. I wanna go and maybe get on a back road and beat on it a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. Really open up, the four yeah, open up that four <laughs> barrel and uh you know, power jack until the tires start smoking and <laughs> have my son say, Dad, is our is our car on fire? No. No. That's a power break. That's what that is. <laughs> No, it's not on fire. <laughs> it smells kind of funny. No, that'll replace those tires this season. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. Anything about the car we're going to... I mean, you talked about the convertible earlier and the, and the kids enjoying it. Uh, anything in specifically about it uh, beyond what you've talked about already? Well, I did I did some research on it because, you know, my background, I have a uh, history degree from Slippery Rock. Mm-hmm. So I've always been just really into history and, and that's part of the draw. And it's not... Ancient history's fine, but like my thing is stuff that you can touch and and mm-hmm. and, and feel and and really get to close up, uh, be able to enjoy something that's historical. Sure, um, you know, did a little research on it. Apparently, it was sold near near uh, Reading, Pennsylvania. Okay, um, 
the original uh, owner's manual was in there and it had the dealership. They're still open. I, I don't remember the name of it right off the top of my head, but they're still open. And someday I'm going to take a drive up there just, you know, just for shits and giggles to pull into that lot and be like, hey, you guys sold this car, <laughs> you know, in 1966, 52 years ago yeah, or, or 53 tell? years ago. Be kind of cool if you got some photos of it in front of it. Now, obviously, it's a yeah. renovated showroom, but if you had photos taken or whatever it might be. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I, I do think that would be cool. Um, you know, the car, I guess, was built, it was designed to kind of compete with the Ford Galaxy 500s. Mm. You know, it's where it's, it's not a muscle car. Mm. It's a C-body. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a long, long car. <laughs> like, sure. I'm kind of cringing if I do get up the funds to, to get a paint job done on it. Um, there's a lot of sheet metal there. Wow, yeah, there's a lot of sheet metal. <laughs> um, to be able to, to it's going gonna, it's gonna to have a lot of material in it, but, um, you know, it's it's a fun car. It re- When they say, oh, it's like a boat, it really is. Mm-hmm. Like, if you've ever driven a boat on a lake, mm-hmm. it's kind of like that. It's mm-hmm. just got this soft you, you ride float. to it, and you're kind of just going with it. You know, mm-hmm. you're not going to do any hairpin corners. You're mm-hmm. not stopping on a dime. Mm-hmm. It does have uh, power brakes. It does have power steering on it, which... I can't imagine driving that car without power steering. Just, yeah. you know, it would take you, it'd take all your upper body strength just to <laughs> back out of the garage. But that was the funny thing about that, that Barracuda that I had. It was a big block with the A-body. So all that weight sitting over the little car's front wheels. Right. There wasn't enough room for to put power brakes in it or power steering. As you said, it was, it was slivered tight. in there. Yeah. yeah, there was probably maybe a half inch. Mm. On on each side between the they had a specially designed into our uh, exhaust manifold and the inner fenders. Okay. So you know, being able to put a power steering in that you know and and power brakes. I don't know that it was. I do think they started doing that maybe later in and down the line. Maybe like with your sixty nines or okay. something. I'm not really sure, but I I don't know how they would have on on <laughs> on that car. But it, I just remember trying to do a K turn in a parking lot. And I was like, you, you're Triceps really, you're really, yeah. You're like, man, <laughs> get a workout here. Lats and back. Yeah. Workout. That's great. Well, cool. Anything else that you want to share with the, the Cuber uh, community? A lot of, uh, Men and women that just love cars and all things about them, but anything you want to share? I just think that, you know, I, I think that it's people like us that, that go out there and enjoy it and, and get along and have those nice conversations. I, I really enjoyed going to Chrysler's at Carlisle and, you know, setting up my little tent behind me and a buddy of mine. We go there and we met up with some guys from Dillsburg that, that are a lot fun. They're a lot younger and mm. they're a little more crazier at times, but they're really <laughs> good dudes. But, mm-hmm. you know, some days just sitting there. By the car under in the shade, drinking a beer and yeah. and talking to some guys. You know, they'll walk by and ask some questions from and, all over the country. Yeah, all over we'll world. be like comparing. You know, hey, I have a '66. I'm parked down there. Wow, this is uh-huh. different on yours than it is on mine. You uh-huh. know, it was it's that kind of camaraderie that right. really right that really you know means something and it, it's really enjoyable. So to, to your point with that camaraderie, that is really. The community that this podcast was built around you know, car community car culture and and it's about the people yeah it's certainly not about me and my story i i want to bring the stories of of people that we come across every day uh, car enthusiasts to museums and anything that just has to do with 
cars. It's what brings people from all walks of life together, which is, yeah. which is cool. And I think that's what you experience at Chrysler. It is, yeah. And I, I got a friend that's not really, really into cars, but we've, we've been going the last couple of years, you know. Um, we, we do the, um, I think, Friday and Saturday and spend the whole day just walking around, taking in some of these cars that, man... Can you imagine owning one of these, you know, mm-hmm. you know, from the, from the late forties, early fifties cars to, you know, some of the, the really crazy muscle cars, you know, like the Hemikudas and mm-hmm. the AARs and, you know, you're just like, wow. Have you ever done it where you go to, well, Chrysler Nationals or a car show and, and particularly when they have, uh, um, cars for sale in the corral? Oh yeah. My father and I would would just say, okay, we have a virtual suitcase of a hundred and thirty grand. Yeah. And then we would go through and we go up and down the aisles a couple of times, and then come back around and say, all right, I bought that sixty three split window vet, and yeah, and, yeah. And, and we kind of have this running tally of okay, virtually, I, this is these are the three cars I'm leaving with today. So. Yeah, I I do that kind of not necessarily all the time in the in the car corral, but like just walking through the, I was like, man, if I hit the lottery, right. this right. is the car I'm coming back for this. And and to me, it's always been it's like a plain Jane, it's it's like a B body uh, Mopar, either you know something like a road runner mm-hmm. with a bench seat, a four speed, a bit of a uh, sleeper then. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. With the painted rims and, mm-hmm. or, or to go back a little bit older and, 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 you know, do one of those max wedge cars, you know, mm, yeah. where it's like, it looks like a grocery getter, but it'll blow your doors off, yeah. you know, like the yeah. little old lady from Pasadena yeah. type stuff. Yeah. But like, those are the things. And I'm not really in and teach their own. I'm, I've always been saying it, but I've never been into putting like newer wheels and tires mm-hmm. on it and stuff that I, I, I appreciate the factory end of things. And mm-hmm. I've just never been into like the trick. Now, some people like that and street rods. That's a whole nother thing. Mm-hmm. I think I'm mm-hmm. like, you're totally, but to me, a muscle car, I'm like, it kind of, to me, it bothers me inside a little bit, but I'm like, eh, it's their car. They can do whatever mm-hmm. they want, but I'm like, Oh no, they don't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lower that thing. That thing's beautiful. Don't put those ugly wheels on. <laughs> but everybody's got their own likes. That's right. So. And that's what makes it all go around. Yeah. Just kind of fun. Well, thank you so much for opening up your, your house and let me stop by. We're going to head out to the garage and, and take a look at the, the rag top. And I'll have photos on Instagram. So, Mike, thanks so much, man. You're welcome. All right. Hey. Coming back around to that question that we asked earlier, with the 67 Barracuda, with the 383 four-speed manual, what was the quarter-mile time? And the answer is actually A, 15 seconds flat for the quarter mile. Have you thought about how nice it would be to wake up every Wednesday morning and have Cars of Carlisle podcast queued up and ready for you so you can listen to it when you're driving into the office or wherever you're headed to work, maybe if you're going to be on, at the gym, wherever it might be uh, that you listen to it, have it ready to go. Well, best thing to do is for free, subscribe, and it'll be there each and every Wednesday morning. And be sure to rate and review. If you give us five stars and take a photo of that, we will enter you into a very cool drawing. I want to say a big thank you to our sponsor, Man Engineering out of Santa Clara, California. Thank you to those guys for all the support they give us. For all things super performance, be sure to check out man-engineering.com. I will say for now, thank you so much for riding along with us. Can't wait to have you back here next week. In the meantime, drive well. Be well and take care.